Hello and welcome to Inside the Drinker Studio. My name is Michelle and I got the sexy voice today. And I'm here with Ralph. Hi guys. And Juan. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and we are at uh, Mike Stauffer. Is that how we're supposed to pronounce yeah, that's, it? That's, a German? Stauffer. Yeah, Stauffer. Stauffer. <laughs> He's our first home brewer. On our podcast, to be on our podcast. Yes. So thank you very much for having us over at your house. My pleasure. I really like it. Oh, thank you. It's full of tchotchkes. I love it. <laughs> and paintings. Festive. And it's very festive. And that plant, dude, I might say, I have to. Yeah. Just, I'm so jealous. It's, it's a mutant. How old is it? Like, um, how long did it take it to get that? Big. Probably about 10 years. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. It's taking over your living room. Yeah. I love it. It's cool, though. What do you say? It's a mutant? Yeah, look at it. It's coming out of here and going it's all the way It's coming out of the... Oh, the whoa. Yeah. Mine is not even... <laughs> I didn't notice I that. can't do that with mine. Like the cat will... Yeah. <laughs> so... It, it was gifted to me, and it was already about to here when I got it. So Wow. Yeah, it might be older than 10 years, oh, maybe wow. 15. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you given any cuttings to anybody? Yeah, so as a matter of fact, uh, recently a friend took a cutting... I'm not sure how well it's doing for them, but <laughs> who did? Oswaldo's wife. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> well, this is a really cool house. I wish I could describe it for everybody because I mean, the floor is amazing. Thank you, thank you. I love the parquet. Did you do that too? Yes, oh, I did. I want some of that. <laughs> I want some of that. In I, my know house. You know I know a guy. I know a guy too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard good things about him, and I love the the the, the life size Grinch yeah. you have in the living room. Yeah, he. He hangs out. Taking care of the bar. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's really cool. He's a bar man. I think he, I think he finished the brown ale. <laughs> he's the one. Well, see, that's why he's like, look at his belly. Yeah. He drank it all. Yeah. All right. Big belly, happy person. I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's, let's get started here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, what uh, you, do. you know, what can I say? I, I grew up here just around the block, as a matter of fact. Uh, I've been here my whole life and... Started doing wood floors as soon as I graduated high school and still doing wood floors. Started my own business in 95 and uh, branched out into contracting and remodeling about 10 years ago and uh, been home brewing for about maybe six or seven years now mm-hmm. and uh, very passionate about home brewing. I, I love the the whole aspect of brewing. I'm kind of a foodie and a gearhead and into chemistry and it appeals to all those things and the beer drinking is kind of just the bonus (laughs) it's a nice bonus yeah i like how you used your daughter's tuition after she graduated too it had to go somewhere (laughs) i was gonna squander it one way or another so instead of like taking maybe a vacation or something you're just like i'm just gonna bank beer yeah pretty much wow and then you you do your wood floors. You do a lot of wood all around. We've seen your work. Yeah, yeah. I um, probably do a little more remodeling than I do wood floors these days, but but we still do a lot of wood floors. Okay. Yeah. I love what you did with Saltbox. We were there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's, a, that's why okay. you haven't said anything. <laughs> Ralph Full is circle. like, I don't know this guy. Is. Like, I don't know what he does. It's like, yeah, Saltbox. I remember box. us talking about it. I, yeah, I, I remember it, that it still smelled in there like cut like wood delicious. and the <laughs> oh yeah like that new home smell the new, yeah. new wood smell is so nice yeah that was a that was a fun project and 
and <laughs> Manny and Marie are fantastic people. Oh, they are. And uh, so it was a pleasure working there. And, and I am very proud of how that one came out. I, I can't take any credit for design. That's all Marie. But, uh, you know. The execution. My, yeah, execution was on me. And, you know, she, she challenged us. And, <laughs> and I like that. So It is a beautiful place. Yeah. And, it uh, is. Yeah. They just were awarded best wine selection in the city by City Magazine. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah. And for good reason. They got amazing wines. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They, they're doing their homework. So. Yeah. And I will be there on the 21st. Woo. Oh, because Ralph's got a date. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you got a real date? A real date. <laughs> a real live girl. <laughs> well, that's a good Flesh place for bone. that. I know. I know. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Perfect for a date there. Yeah. And I can be like, oh, you like you like the floors? <laughs> I know. No, I, know. I didn't I know do the floor. Can't. I did the ceiling, actually. Oh, the you didn't do the floor. Actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I did the ceiling and painted and put all the trim around. The trims and the shelves the and old doors. Oh, wow. and uh-huh. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Open the door like, oh. <laughs> I didn't build the cabinets. They they asked me to build the cabinets. I didn't have the time for that. But, uh-huh. you know, I would have if I would have had time. But we didn't have time for that. So that was somebody else. How long have you been doing the wood thing? Uh, wood floors specifically or well, just carpentry in general? carpentry. You know, I, well, I started doing wood floors right when I graduated in 89 just a kid and um i took to it right away my dad was a carpenter and a construction guy and i mm-hmm. used to work with him when i was young so i learned <laughs> how to work with tools and with my hands at a young age but uh you know when i jumped into the to the wood floor world when i was 18 um i took to it and uh, learned a lot and worked real hard it's really tough working for the company i started with and um but i learned a lot and once you've worked with wood floors, you're, you know, basically a carpenter and it all transfers. Uh, once you know how to cut wood and finish wood and sand wood, it, you know, you can do just about anything with wood given the, the right tools. So naturally, eventually I ventured into other things, you mm-hmm. know. This is not going to sound good, but I, I love wood. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love wood too. I, I, I do mean. too. I, I, I do too. Yeah. Okay. I've always said that, uh, you know, when I die, I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be planted with an oak tree somewhere where it'll never be chopped up for wood. (laughs) But then again, I guess that would be cool, too, if somebody built something really cool out of it. I was looking forward to building a table. Well, you know, it's got to be something more spectacular than a table. Come on. Well, like a really cool table. (laughs) The best table ever. The best table ever. The best table ever. Okay, I'd I'd I mean, what else? Okay, okay, there's my question. If you were to be a tree, like an oak tree, what would you like to be turned to? What would it have to be? Like, that's worth cutting that tree and making it into what? You know, um, I don't know what they're called, but they're these desks from the Victorian era. Like okay. a little hutch type? Uh, yeah, and they have all these little hidden drawers and compartments nice. and all this very detailed carving. and Like that desk from that movie with like Nicolas Cage? Oh, where they yeah, where they find the map yeah, and they like turn that. the little yeah. knobs and <laughs> that would be cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I'd like to be a cask. Oh no! Why not? Like a little a barrel for. Okay. Oh, oh I thought it was like not a cask. Not a cask. Not a cask. Put dead people in you. That would be that'd be crazy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there was this weird silence, like, like that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
Not so a casket. <laughs> like a barrel. Yeah, like, like a barrel. A barrel. Okay. okay. That, a that's barrel that can cool. be reused. Yeah, yeah, because they have a life too. They. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't live forever. <laughs> you want to be a big one? Yeah, a big one. And you can put like... Barrel. Okay. Make some port out of me or something. Oh, yeah. Or in me. Mm, there you go. Nice. And then age uh, some kind of bourbon stout. Well, huh. I guess it wouldn't be bourbon stout. So you, like, you age bourbon first and then nice, then age really something rich in stout. Hmm. Go back to wine and, you know... See what that tastes somebody like. Else, uh, and then turn it into a sour barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, full circle. That's right. There you go. Just what, what would you like to be, Juan? Uh, I really want to die. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, sadly, you will. Okay. So, if you were that tree, I I was see. actually thinking about a barrel too. Huh. Like you know, when you when you said a cask, you know, I was like, whoa. But <laughs> I was I was really thinking about being a barrel. That's cool. Uh, what about you, Michelle? Asian I don't know. Porter. I would like to be parquet floor because I love that floor, but then everybody would step on me. <laughs> and walk all over me. Walk all over you. Walk all over me. Yeah. But, but in a good way. Know, in a good way. They enjoy walking over you. <laughs> Maybe a table. I don't know. I'm boring. Why do you want to be a table? <laughs> Maybe she a chair. Tables. They can sit yeah. on me. A nice chair, expensive, so that some celebrity like Benedict Cumberbatch can, can sit on your face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. So we have, we, we do have a cool thing here that Mike did build. Like, you built Don't this. Don't make me laugh. I'm yeah. going to die now. <laughs> you built this bar here. Yeah. And so does this house like a kegerator or what's... Yeah, it's actually called a keezer. Okay. And... um. Obviously, that's for a keg freezer. Okay. Keezer. Uh, it's, oh. a, it's a chest freezer that just like anybody would have in their mm-hmm. garage that's been converted over to basically like a refrigerator. Okay. The electronics have been manipulated to not freeze. Oh, um, okay. And I clad it with wood and built the tower that the taps are in. And I use, you know, soda kegs and house the kegs and the CO2 inside of it. The top, the whole top opens, you know, like a chest freezer okay. does, mm-hmm. uh, so, and it's got wheels on it, so I can roll it away from oh, okay. the wall, open it up, swap the kegs wow. out. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. And it's all, it was all basically free stuff. The, all the lumber came mm-hmm. from job sites. Um, the dark stuff is walnut flooring. Uh, the lighter colored panels are um, quarter sawn <coughs> maple that came from a oh. cabinet job that I did, and. Uh, that was all leftovers, so that was free. And then the chest freezer was given to me from a client that huh. said, "Can you get rid of this for me?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know where to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just basically had to buy, you know, the hardware and the plumbing and stuff for the kegs. Very cool. Yeah. It is a beautiful job. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's that's my pride and joy. I mean, it's like I was mentioning earlier in my my home brewery. It's it's the better looking equipment okay. <laughs> i don't i don't have a, a blingy uh, brewing setup so it's very ghetto <laughs> <laughs> it's not like claudia's no no it's not even half, halfway there <laughs> where is your brew where where, where is the garage or? no it's i i mean i basically keep all my junk in the back bedroom and okay 
Uh, I don't brew in there. You know, I have to lug it all out. And I, I brew on the back patio when I brew. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's the back bedroom acts as a uh, kind of an overflow room or a huge closet, if you will. And so all my equipment That's is cool. back there. And I've got a beer fridge back there and I've got a fermentation freezer back there and and you know that's uh so that's where everything goes Very but nice. it's not it's not real nice to look at like Claudius's <laughs> garages but yeah. but um, it has all the stuff that gets the job done yeah that's what matters <laughs> yeah it's, it's really good beer i'm well, almost done with mine oh, yeah, right yeah. now well what are we what are we drinking because we already started drinking yeah everybody's drinking something different so, yeah. so i've got yeah. the brown ale yeah and you then, got whatever's left over because it popped. Yeah, yeah the brown ale yeah, Grinch kicked on us. Yeah. Grinch, Grinch drink, you know. Grinch. You had the same? <laughs> no, actually, I have my black IPA, which oh, yeah. we'll get you guys in a little while. Oh, and I got the Festivus. Festivus, Festivus Saison. Saison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm. You need that for your Festivus get-together. I know. I didn't get any Festivus beer, but I'm going to have some other beer. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This airs next Monday, right? Yes. So there you go. I'm going to have a Festivus for the rest <laughs> of us on Thursday the 22nd. At the Black Orchid Lounge. At the Black Lounge. Orchid Lounge. Come over. I'll have really good beer. Yeah. And we can do airing of grievances. Feats of strength. Feats of strength. <laughs> It'll be fun. You got the pole set up already? The pole oh, is the, there. Nice. We're going to have the Festivus <laughs> pole. We, we got that pole about three years ago. Well, it's the third year. This and, is uh, the third year. No, actually, no, this we is got, the second year. We, no, we got the poll last year because the first year we decided to do festivals like really late in the season and we had a small little poll. It was no, that's the one that we took to Chris <laughs> Loudon's. Yeah. You had house. a Charlie we Brown poll. It was a Charlie Brown <laughs> poll. No, but this <laughs> is the second year for this so one. So we got the real poll and everything. We got, got an aluminum poll. <laughs> Seriously, and it's like wrapped with like, you know, little Christmas lights. Cool. It's there. Not a lot of people get it. Like, we have like, our customers. No, but, and but those who do get really excited. Somebody yeah. sees it and like, oh my God, they have a festival sport. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's for the rest of us. That so is yeah. cool. Yeah. Next, oh, this man. Thursday, people. Very cool. Yeah. So, way to go. Yeah, our, our, our Festivus Saison, uh, Oswaldo Sacedo designs that and brews it. I'm just a co-brewer on that it's one. It's really nice. And we nice always... Uh, color. We do a Saison every year, but mm-hmm. we try to do some special ingredient every year uh, that is holiday-themed. Um, mm. and, like and I'm not allowed to tell what's in there. It's secret. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't want to divulge that. But, you know, we use various uh, fruits and spices that are common for... For oh, the curious. holiday, it's very nice. It's very, very nice. This one came out really well. Um, we brewed it at his house and split it up. Yeah, and I bring my half home, and mm-hmm. you know, I might use a different yeast than him or put different additives or flavors than he does. So we end up with uh, similar but different beers that way. It is really good. I like the banana after flavor. The- that's probably primarily coming from the yeast. It's really good. I actually blended two Saison yeasts for this one, okay. and they're both Belgian. And so the banana bubblegummy kind of flavors. Yeah. Are, oh, yeah. yeah. I love that flavor. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In, a really, really, in a really, really good way. Like, it balances up the beer and... Uh, it does not taste like homebrew. Oh, thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and sir, that's a compliment. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, Primo actually came out with that classification of beer. So. Yeah, because he was told that. <laughs> if anyone listened to, to Paul Fierro, Primo's, yeah. he mentions that. Oh, does he? Yeah. 
that uh, who was it? Um, Bruce, I forget. Bruce Lauren told okay. him that it tasted like homebrew. Okay. Yeah. And he had used pellets or something for that specific the sugar, one, I think. Okay. The, he used. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> malt extract. Yeah. Malt okay. Extract. Yeah. 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 Th- those do have kind of a specific taste that you yeah. could definitely describe as as a homebrew taste. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of twangy. This tastes like the can. <laughs> Where it comes in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. What about you, Ralph? You're doing that. Yeah, I'm going to start with the questions. I just want to make sure you're drinking your yeah, beer. Yeah, I am. And it's really good. Nice color. Smooth. Mm-hmm. It's something I could drink like forever, I feel like. <laughs> that was kind I of. I want to drink this like, right. Give me another after, one. Give me I, another I wanted one. a drinkable beer for yeah. fall. That mm-hmm. And brown is, you know, obviously being a home brewer, I'm my own worst critic. And I'm never really totally satisfied with any beer I make. So I'm always trying to tweak it and improve it even on the ones that I enjoy. Um, but brown ale is one of those ones that I always have a hard time hitting it just right. Um, it either comes out too malty and I just, I don't like beers if they're just way too malty unless they should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, or it comes out like so hoppy. It's like way out of style. So I was really trying to balance this one and, and not only that, but I wanted the, the ABV to be drinkable. Yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. So and uh, this is probably the first time I brewed a brown that I was actually proud of. And uh, so that recipe will stay in the books. Well, I don't know. Nice. Yeah, because nice. malt is something also I'm not too fond of. But this is, yeah, this is a really good balance. Because it's, it's yeah. still there, but it's not like... Yeah. In your face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And I mean, I, I, I like malt beers, but, you know, they have their place and mm-hmm. their style. But I don't like it in a brown for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to start with the questions. Okay. I know. We need like a little jingle or something Some whenever we start that. Like a sound. Or, okay. I'll find know. something. Yeah, yeah, like Jeopardy the style. Wind? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> 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 All right. So with what historical figure would you like to have a drink with? What drink would it be and why? Wow. Mm-hmm. Historical figure. Yeah. Man, that is probably something I have never thought about. Um, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So you see, now we need a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Historical figure. Gosh, that's, you know, I don't, I'm not the... It, it could be dead or alive, so yeah. it doesn't have to be necessarily, like, dead from, like, 100 years ago. Or a thousand. Or and, like, or when like... historical, are we talking, like... So somebody even came somebody out with, that was uh, important in your life or in, in part of history, world history. Yeah, some people have chosen like their grandparents or, yeah. or even Trump. <laughs> or you know what? That's actually a good point. Um, yeah, I I I would love to have a drink with my grandfather on my mom's side. Um, okay. They my both of them, my grandparents on her side, mm. died when I was fairly young, mm. and so I didn't really get to know them all that well. And there's those things that pop up in your mind as you're growing up. I wish I could ask them this or that. And actually, both of them, to be quite frank with you, I'd love to to sit down with them for a day. Uh-huh. And I know my grandfather liked to drink. I don't know exactly what he drank. I don't. I think they drank Falstaff beer or something like that. Oh, man. And then they drink. They they also drink some imported German beers that um, I can't honestly remember. But they had imported here from Germany to drink them. 
And so, yeah, I'd definitely like to have a beer with him and sit down and talk to him just, and, and then my grandma to find out all of her secrets about her recipes and oh, baking and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would probably be my top pick. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. That's, really that's a good cool. answer. That's but a good answer. There's no wrong answer. Through this podcast, I feel like a lot of people want to drink with their grandparents because they saw them drinking growing up and they never had the opportunity to really yeah. sit and have a beer with them. Like as an adult, yeah. Yeah, right. and, and that made me think, like, I, I would love to be able to have a beer with my grandparents. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, definitely. Like, talk to, like, adult to adult, you know, because... Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I was, like, six or yeah. seven, you know, when they passed, so... I knew nothing of life, much less mm-hmm. drinking. <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'd probably toss back. What, what was my... What's the beer? Not Tecate. It's also a red can, though. Lone Star. Oh, okay. Lone Star. You would I'm, have a Lone Star? I, mean, I think so. I think it's what my dad would see my grandpa drink. Oh, that's oh, cool. Okay. That's cool. Because, you know... They, like craft beer wasn't really what it is right now yeah. back then. Definitely they, they, not. Yeah, they definitely drink whatever they like. Yeah, why do you mm-hmm. think that the grandparents would say if you come in with a ten fifty, a barrel aged over there, like here? Oh, I'm sure they pot. wouldn't accept. I mean, my dad, he doesn't care for craft beer. He can't stand it. He doesn't really? like any of my beers. Really? <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's way too bold, too much flavor, mm. too much going on. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, he's. You How know, do you think about? probably trying to brew something that he'll drink that is not a lager i I tried and and i sent it to him and he was polite about it but i'm fairly certain he didn't like it (laughs) it tastes like homebrew yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just too much going on for him i think it's Mm -hmm. uh less is better in his world Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's hard to to get those kind of people to appreciate craft or something else oh yeah which i've tried to do you know when I think too, it's not so much just the generation, but it's also when you get older, you get set in your ways. Yeah, yeah. change is you know totally. not something you want. <laughs> you know, so you like what you like, and no little young twerp's gonna try to change. <laughs> it, you know? Look at little young twerp. Yeah, little shit. You're not gonna do this. My my dad <laughs> listens to this podcast, and I know he he's been wanting to try Black Ops. And then we had that with Chef Rulies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And right now he just texted me a picture of Black Ops on a shelf. Seriously? Uh, <laughs> so that think, is really cool. I think he's buying it right well, now. Well, there's definitely people my dad's age that are very open to craft beer. Uh-huh. I know I know a few friends that their dads mm-hmm. like craft beer or like their homebrew. And I think, you know, it just has a lot to do with the person, the yeah. individual. Yeah. yeah. And it, it takes time because I know on our families, like... Michelle's dad has been experimenting with craft beers, and it's funny that the last time he was here in El Paso, we went to a place, and the first thing he asked is like, "What kind of IPAs do you have?" No, yes, yeah. for Lagunitas. Oh, wow. Or had, like, do you have any Lagunitas? <laughs> and they're like, uh, "No, we have like Mexican Coronas and the Cates." Okay. So, yeah, it's like um, not the best place to. Where ask. Where did you guys go? Where did you guys take them? It used to be. Cananas, oh, okay, and then okay. it turned into Patrona, and now it's gonna be El Cometa. So, so not a place <laughs> for craft beer, but like, I, it, it he, was like, because he doesn't live here, it was like he thought it was like the most normal question ever. Like, uh, I'm sure they have some craft beer, like <laughs> here, 
because IPAs and Lagunitas is like so simple and normal. So yeah, do you have any Lagunitas on top? Uh, yeah, no, sir, we got a blue we moon. Don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the girl was like, uh, no, señor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh, I don't think anybody really like your dad's age ever asked them for something like that before <laughs> it was really terrifying of it any was, answers yeah, they were terrified they were like, oh, i don't know what <laughs> to say i know uh, <laughs> yeah. similar to that i was at uh block block and tap with my dad again i was with i was there with my sister and my dad we we're having brunch and they have a manmosa there uh-huh. Which is a PBR and orange juice. Oh, oh wow. I'm in Mosa. Yeah, my dad's like, what, what is a PBR? We call that Trailer Park in Mosa. <laughs> yeah. But it was with Miller High Life. <gasps> the champagne of beers. Exactly. <laughs> it was a champagne of beers. Hey, there you go. The champagne of beers. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Newcastle's also the champagne of beers. Like, what is the champagne of beer? But in reality, if you have one well, of those Well, Miller, Miller parks, High Life claimed that. Yeah, that was their thing. Yeah, that yeah. was their thing. Yeah. Champagne of beers. But you're supposed to use Tang and Miller High Life. <laughs> that's, that's, tang. That's, that's the whole thing. You know? We were nice enough to do, like, simply <laughs> orange juice. That, that, yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing, a trailer park in Mosa, yeah. Yes, thing? the trailer, trailer the, park. The higher class trailer <laughs> park. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah you want to go classy, do. let's use, like, real juice. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was fake. <laughs> well, no, seriously. I thought you were joking. It is. It was It was real. So, oh. Well, what are you live. doing, Michelle? I'm trying to record live and it won't let me. No, I, I tried to. And it didn't let so me. Northeast has Ooh. bad signal. Yeah. Blame it on the Northeast. <laughs> okay, <then laughs> the just, Northeast I'll is just, just bad. Video. <laughs> Actually, you guys have a little space here where we are. Like, we live on the west side. Yeah. And it's... We have space, but it's like limited. We have the mountain on one side. Oh, yeah. And then we have the border on the other side. So I don't know. Maybe it's what? Stretch for, of like probably like four miles going all the way from the mountain uh-huh. to Mexico. And it just goes for a while. So yeah. I know. Yeah, it's pretty vast out here. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we still haven't filled up just all the way to the edge of Texas. No, no. Yeah. There's nothing but just desert. As far as the eye can see, Mm -hmm. north of here. But there's not much you can do because that's usually like military property. A lot of it is, yeah. 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 They they took it. But they are developing out there. It's uh, there's homes going Mm -hmm. up, you know, further and further that direction. The city is growing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And we moved here what three years ago, three and a half, four years ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, from that time to right now, it's probably it's huge. Yeah. Third. It has bigger. Mm -hmm. You know. Like Horizon is not really a city that's like far away. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. And when we moved, it was like oh, all the way to Horizon. Yeah. And now it's like oh, Horizon. Like, <laughs> yeah, things are happening there. So it's, it's kind of like, feel like it's that getting space closer. has been filled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah I can relate world. with that. I mean, I've been here my whole life, and when I was a kid, it, going to Horizon was literally traveling. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't just part of the region. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And there was nothing between here and there. Wow. You know, and now we just almost touch them. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't stop seeing things anymore. Like no. you have No, yeah, it keeps going. Yeah. And then back then there was nothing to Horizon. There was like two houses in a convenience store. <laughs> 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 and a bunch of bonfires. That's where we all went to party. Ah, <laughs> uh, bonfires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ralph needs to ask the next question. Okay. What are we asking okay. here? 
Okay, so if you were to die and come back as a wine, beer, or spirit, what would you come back as? Hmm. A beer, most likely. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would come back as a beer. Um, I'd probably come back as a very high end whiskey or okay. bourbon. Okay. Oh, nice. And uh, primarily just because I love bourbon, and what many people may not know is, I drank whiskey and bourbons you know specifically for 15 years i didn't touch beer i hated beer mm. which is kind of funny <laughs> um so so yeah that's bourbon holds a place in my heart so yeah i'd probably be like you know one step above pappy or something okay <laughs> one step above like oh, a five thousand wow. dollar bottle yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I could stick around for a while. <laughs> well, we always tell them, like, there's a choice. You can put up you. We can put you put you up in the top shelf where you know nobody where nobody gets to touches it. Touch you. Yeah. You I can be Galliano and Galliano next. No to one will touch you. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's the thing. You have like the two sides of the spectrum: the super expensive, fantastic whiskey that people will drink once in a yeah never. And then you have the spirit that, in a way, you kind of have to have around, but nobody will drink. Like, yeah. Liliano. It's like, uh, I don't, like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people want to be drank, though. Some people want to be champagne and just, <laughs> yeah. there you go. There's in a glass. There's a glass. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I know, I know everybody was expecting beer, but. No. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, just because you make it doesn't mean you have to be it. Yeah, that's see, literally, I didn't, I didn't drink beer for like fifteen years. So why didn't you like it? Like, when were you not? Well, I mean, when I was young, all we drank was you know Bush and stuff, yeah. and oh. we'd go out and I'd drink like fifteen freaking beers and be all <laughs> sloshing like a oh, big barrel, man. you know, <laughs> and and sick to your stomach and really ugly buzz that stuck around the next day oh, and turned yeah. into something evil and <laughs> and i discovered really quickly that i could drink far less bourbon right to and get, get the, the same, same buzz mm -hmm. you know so i was like yeah we're ditching the beer and uh i i honestly didn't know there was more than three beers right. in the world <laughs> you know a couple German beers and Bud Miller Coors. I thought that's where it ended. There's more than old style. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know all these styles existed. And um, it's funny, but I wasn't the typical guy that discovered craft beer and then started brewing. I started brewing and oh. then discovered craft beer. Interesting. Yeah, okay. and uh, and it all goes back to what I was saying earlier about me being a foodie and kind of a chemistry geek. Uh-huh. My 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 first experience um, with making alcohol was because I was curious about the process of fermentation. Oh, okay. Mm. And so the first thing I made was probably something on the lines of prison hooch. Um, <laughs> it was basically just some fruit juice from the store, mm -hmm. and I dumped a package of baker's yeast in it and <laughs> fermented it and made like a wine and um it actually wasn't too bad but i was just fascinated with with the whole process uh -huh. it just blew my mind and and i was sharing it on facebook and somebody said well you should make beer and i said you're right i should make beer <laughs> so, i don't drink beer but i should make it so i 
that I think that night I went online and ordered a, a kit an equipment kit and a and a recipe kit and I didn't know anything about beer or making it so um I I my first recipe kit was a lager mm. and of course I didn't have the equipment to make a lager and so I get it and I'm then I started reading up on it after everything got here I was like oh I can't even make this beer so I ended up ordering <laughs> another recipe kit and uh and I brewed it and and I you know waited and waited and it was finally ready to drink and I drank a bottle I was like wow this is actually decent I actually I can make beer who knew you know <laughs> and that that opened my eyes and it, I was hooked and um I think probably when I was ordering the recipe kit I is when I discovered they had all these styles because the catalog I had just had like just pages and, and tons, pages yeah. of recipes and I thought, wow, I, I really got to learn more about beer. And right around that time, I guess I started getting more involved with the beer community on Facebook and online right. and stuff. And somehow it got back to me that Primo's was opening right around that oh, okay. time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so I went in there and, I mean, I was like a kid in a candy store seeing all these beers on the shelf. And so I would literally go in there at least once a week and uh, I'd get two of the mixed six packs mm. 12 different beers, basically. And I literally would just grab off the shelf. I mean, I didn't know what I was picking up. So I would just reach and grab and fill them and go uh-huh. and come home and, okay, critique them, take notes, what I liked, what I hated, and order recipes based on that. And, well, and that's, that's really cool. I mean, Primo's, in a way, was something that happened that yeah. moved a lot of people into trying different Oh, definitely. They were, the... they were really the, the forefront for... For opening the door, I think on on craft beer in El Paso. I mean, it was it was here, but it was not very obtainable. People didn't know about it. Yeah. They make it accessible. Yeah, they did. Easy for people to yes. come here and you know and made people aware. I think and yeah, and I hated I hated to see him close. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul's a great guy, and it was a great store, and and I missed it when when they left. But of course, it wasn't long after that that. Everybody jumped on the bandwagon. You got side door and you got, you know, um, specs and all them started, you know, seeing the writing on the wall. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, because at first it was like, oh, my God, where am I going to get craft beer now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. When, when I lived on the side of town, actually, there was a, it probably still is the Western Beverages. They're over there on uh, McCombs, like near the end of the freeway. And they had like a really good craft beer section. I forget the the guy's name. He's active on Borderlands, though. Manny? I mean, he he was really is pushing it. Is it Manny? I don't no, know. Manny is all the way east. Um, well, he's he, he. I think he's like in a different location now, from what I've seen. Okay. And like, I mean, he was really pushing the the craft beer at this Western Beverages. Hmm. And I would go there, get bombers. Get I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how the selection is now, but when I was living here, it was it was pretty good. I know happy. the story you're talking about. I've never been in there though. Yeah. Uh, if if I'm shopping in the Northeast, I go to the liquor company. Okay. On yeah. Sean Haggerty. Yeah. yeah. Or near there, but and and they have a good selection. He, he's usually pretty good with keeping up with the other sides of town as as much as he can. Um, because really, I've you know, I, I there for a while. I was buying a lot of craft beer and I was brewing a lot, and it, it was getting too costly. And I said, okay, I, I've got to. <laughs> budget one or the other <laughs> you know so i kind of stopped buying beer as much and just yeah. left Keep the money going. for the brewing right. 
And uh, so, but you know, there was a time I would venture across town just just to buy beer, but I won't anymore. It's just I can't justify it. But especially like for the can of ten feet, they're like, Mike, they got it on so and so. So yeah, I'm not going to drive across town for a one can limit. I'm just, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know? they had the one can limit at uh, Specs. At Specs, yeah. We, yeah. we got we got some beer at uh, the Chris oh, Lawrenson. Yeah, that's the one they said. But we tried it at DABF that one, so it's pretty good. It is pretty, pretty good. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to come. I, I couldn't. I, 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 can't, I don't know if I can make the January thing either. What? Because uh, I might not be able to take vacation because of work stuff. Ugh. Yeah, work stuff sucks. Work stuff sucks. Yeah, I guess we can just do it ourselves. <laughs> so, know. what else? Well, you what is your know. biggest extravagance? What do you spend your money on? Home brewing. Okay. Yeah. Like how much do you think you have ever? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't spend a lot of money. I don't, I'm a meager man. I don't (laughs) make a lot of money. Um, Majority of my money goes to living. So, um, and you know, what little bit of pocket change I get pretty much goes to brewing. What do you, what would you say is the most money you've spent on home brewing equipment? Um, you know, not a lot. Um, accumulatively it's, it's added up. Yeah. Um, but one one purchase maybe I don't know two fifty three hundred bucks. Do you have okay. any special piece that you know a fermentator that you love or something? That I I think I probably love my keyser more than it anything is, else. It is beautiful. It's a yeah, really yeah. nice keyser. And it's mainly just because it's you know it's functional and it looks nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I just like the Christmas lights you put on. <laughs> it's very New Mexico, very like chili. My chili peppers, Your yeah. Chili peppers, yeah. lights. <laughs> yeah, that you know a lot of a lot of guys that make keysers. They just do the bare minimum to mm-hmm. serve the beer, and it still looks like a chest freezer. I didn't want a chest freezer sitting in my den. I'm, yeah. I just thought that was tacky. Yeah, it doesn't look like a chest freezer. No, I, I want something that looks like a piece of furniture. That was my mindset. So, And like I said, luckily I, I had the stuff to do it. So I set out to... The skills and materials. Yeah. That's really cool. It is beautiful. It, yeah. Would you and, say that is an extravagance for you? Well, it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have five I, taps in the living room? <laughs> honestly, I, I don't give anything to, to have that. It would be nice. Seriously. Be honestly, nice. probably the plumbing for that and, and the hardware, that was probably one of the bigger expenses. Did uh, you buy that micromatic? No, no. I, I just bought individual okay. components oh. and built it myself. But I think that price tag was probably the, the bigger out of... Yeah. The, the money I've spent on brewing. I've been really good about doing it on the cheap. Um, you know, I buy things mm-hmm. on sale or I, I, you know, I don't use the fancy stuff. Like I said, my, my brewery is very ghetto. I don't <laughs> have a bunch of stainless steel and automated stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm using five gallon buckets. And, well, what and, I'm curious about, you're a carpenter. Right. Why haven't you done your own tap handles out of wood? That's a good question. Um, there's a couple reasons for that. One is I've just procrastinated, <laughs> and and prob- that's probably the main one. And two is I can't settle on a design in my head. Okay. I, I've been going back and forth with what I want to do and how I want to do it. I don't want these big gaudy looking bar tap mm-hmm. handles. Uh-huh. They have to look the part, you know. And fit with the with the keyser. I think you know. I guess it'd be one thing if I had like actual 
brewery tap handles, you mm-hmm. know, the, the cool ones that, mm-hmm. that you guys get, but that beer's not in there. So, <laughs> you know, I don't want those. So I, it's gotta be something that looks classy and fits the part. And so I've been thinking about incorporating the two species of wood there, which is the maple and the walnut into yeah. something, you know, but I, I just honestly haven't taken the time to just design it and do it. But I think, that would I think once really it cool started project. pouring, I was like, okay, I'm satisfied. <laughs> it it's works. all about the beer. Yeah. It's all about the beer. But I'm just saying someday, know. someday, it'll happen. <laughs> different, different types of wood for a different top. That'd be interesting. Yeah, different yeah. colors and yeah. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've gone through a lot of different ideas in my head and haven't settled on anything at all. I, I think in a perfect world, it would give me the excuse to buy a wood lathe mm-hmm. and turn mm-hmm. them. Um, because I've always wanted one, but I don't have the room for a wood lathe so. <laughs> <laughs> or the money right now. Right? So. Yeah, that'd be extravagant. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you say that your extravagance is a beer thing. And what about the wood making stuff? Like, the, what about all that equipment? You wouldn't consider that an extravagance if you no, really I mean, like that's, doing it? It's just... That's, you know, that's just, my living, that's you know. That's what pays the bills. Yeah, that's what pays the bills, so... Regardless of what I'm spending on my tools, it's uh, it's uh-huh. it's still a tool. It's still, you know, you got to spend it to make it. So I wouldn't right. consider that an, an extravagance. Um, it's a business expense. Uh, it's business an expense. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you enjoy doing it. No, I I mean, I don't not enjoy it, <laughs> but I don't do it for enjoyment. So you know, I do it as a living, um, and. I'd, it's not common for me to come home and do woodworking. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Um, I mean, I'm the proverbial cobbler. My children have no shoes, <laughs> you know, so, uh, many of the things in my house that need attention, not just woodwork, but in general remodeling have gone to the back burner because the last thing I want to do when I come home after remodeling is yeah. remodel my house. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there is a saying, uh, I just can't remember how it goes. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. In Spanish, it's uh, en casa de herrero, asador de palo. You know, it really means that you know if you do that for a living, most likely you, you won't do it in right. the house. Yeah. But, yeah. It okay. Happens all so the a time. professional organizer, their house would be a mess. Most likely. Then okay. like, oh, I've been organizing <laughs> all day. Like, uh, <laughs> screw this. I don't want to organize anymore. But we own up our nice Yeah, you do. At home. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, that doesn't oh, really that's apply the thing. to like, us. I usually don't drink beer at the bar. So it's well, weird. I think some aspects are different, too, depending on what you do for a living. Um, I think a lot of the reason I don't come home and do what I do at work is because it kicks my ass every day, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and I don't have the energy. Um, if if I had unlimited energy, then I probably, when I was younger, I did a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'd come home from work and do all kinds of stuff when I was young, but. Nowadays, I come home from work and I'm walking like Fred Sanford and, you know, I can barely get around or do anything sometimes. So, so let's talk about more homebrew stuff. Okay. What, what's your, I guess, what beer did you make and you were like blown away by? Like it surprised you even. And proud of it. Well, I, you know, the, the biggest surprise was the very first batch I made. Okay. I really expected it to just taste like ass. And... <laughs> Not that I know what ass tastes like, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, it, I, when I took the first sip of that, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe I can do this at home. Um, so that was probably the biggest eye-opening surprise for me. Then after that, I'm 
very much a perfectionist by nature. Mm-hmm. I'm never happy with anything I do in life. I'm, I'm, I always find a flaw in it. <laughs> okay. And if it's something I will do again, I'll always try to do it better. And that's just my nature. Uh-huh. So, and I'm very much that way with my homebrew. Um, uh, I'll always tear it apart and find something wrong with it. And of course, some of them really are flawed. I mean, I'm not perfect, but even the ones that are good and that most people say, Hey, this is really good. It's just fine the way it is. And I'm like, no, it needs this, that, or the other. So, but if I had to pick one that I thought, okay, I, I did a good job of this. And if I can't get any better at it, I'll accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Is probably my Imperial stout that I have on tap that, that you tried yeah. about a year ago. <sighs> Um, I'm, I'm pleased with that one. As a matter of fact, I rebrew that every year and pretty much don't change anything when I rebrew it. Um, which even, even my other recipes that I technically rebrew, I still tweak a little every year. I don't tweak that one. That one came out the way that that one is etched in stone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think I want to try that one next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're getting, we're pretty much empty. All of us. Almost. Almost. Are we let ready? Me, let me try your Festivus okay, real quick. Okay, try my Festivus. Try my Festivus. Mmm. Mm, that smells really good. It's really good. <laughs> it does have a nice aroma. It does. Oh, yeah. It's really The way it lingers after it, like... Wow, that is really good. Yeah. Thank you. That is very, very good. It has a lot of, of fruit character to it. Mm-hmm. And there is fruit in it, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It does. We'll never you haven't uh, you haven't picked it out yet. Is Let's it, just is say it that. What I'm trying. Is that what I'm tasting. Just looking at. Is it an food. okay? Is it an exotic fruit? No, I wouldn't call it exotic. And it's really we 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 wanted it to be much more obvious okay. than it is. Uh-huh. And Oswaldo's batch, we just brewed this a few uh-huh. weeks ago, and I rushed it along because I wanted it ready for mm-hmm. this season. I don't think he's even kegged his yet. His is probably still. And I, I uh-huh. told him, I said, you you better hit it hard with the fruit edition because it's not even, I can't even detect it in my, I can detect it because I know it's there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we were really hoping it'd be something like somebody would drink it, go, oh, that's got so-and-so in it, you know, and uh-huh. it's not. So Apricot. Uh, no, no. Guava. Coconut. <laughs> It's like guava. <laughs> I do have a guava beer. You do? Yeah. Ooh. It's actually a prickly pear guava saison. What? Matter of fact, I'll send you home with one of those. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Oh, excited. Hey. You know, prickly pear beers are... I don't think I've ever had one. No? I don't think I've ever had one. I've they are hit or miss. Yeah. They very much are. they've been misses. Yeah, that, that, same, that, same with pumpkin. Fortunately, pumpkin. this beer is more guava than anything else. Mm-hmm. The prickly pear really just lent a tartness to it. Uh-huh. Um, I actually, last year, a little over a year ago, went out and foraged mm-hmm. about, I don't know, we filled like four or five five-gallon buckets with prickly pear. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Brought it home, froze it, uh-huh. and then thawed it and pressed it with. I have a I have a homemade apple press, oh, wow. <laughs> cider press, and we pressed it, and so I got this pure prickly pear juice. And the first thing I did was try to make a prickly pear mead, oh. and it it tasted awful. <laughs> God, it oh. was it How? was it was so earthy okay. and and vegetal tasting. Uh. It just like tasted like you were chewing on. Just raw vegetation, you oh, know? Jesus. like like freshly mowed grass, kind uh, of. Oh, 
that's not and good. No, it, it was not good. And how did that? How could and that I was happen like, to a mead? Well, it, it wasn't the mead's fault. It was the prickly pear because the, the prickly pear it really is a very earthy and vegetal tasting that fruit. Bitch. And, Seriously. and you, you, you kind of have <laughs> to doctor it <laughs> very prickly, <laughs> spiny. But yeah. It's just, it's, and I was like, okay, well, see, I don't have much experience with prickly pear. Yeah. I think the only thing I'd ever had in my life that was technically prickly pear was prickly pear candy from Juarez as a kid coming yeah. over the bridge. Oh, well, that's completely different. It's very different. And it's yeah. the sugar that carries that. Sugar. And that's what I, that's what I learned about prickly pear yeah. is it needs sugar. You, you yeah. can't ferment it out dry yeah because it's like oh no this isn't working you know that's funny because you know since we got all these plants around the, the neighborhood um his dad came over to el paso and he got all excited because he was walking around the neighborhood and he's like oh look mira, tuna, tuna. Tunas, tunas. <laughs> and i was like really you're like stealing tunas yeah stealing somebody's, tunas. Like, somebody's front yard and he was so excited and then we tried it and it was horrible it was yeah. just like yeah ugh. It was so sour and calm. so like, ugh. yeah. And your dad was so excited, and then it's it's definitely a unique flavor. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Um. So I learned real quick. Okay. Well, I don't like prickly pear, <laughs> and I've got three gallons of it in my freezer. Oh, it's sh- just so what did you do with it? Two of it's still there. Uh, <laughs> oh one uh, one gallon I used. Um, I used a portion of it for that saison that I was telling you about. Uh-huh. But I, I did something kind of creative with that. And like I said, I didn't want to just use prickly pear. I knew it needed something else. And that's where I came up with the guava idea. Um, so what I did is I went and got candied guava, like, okay. like the Mexican candy, Yes. Uh, from Walmart. I got uh, quite a few pieces of it. And I threw that in a pot with the prickly pear juice and a bunch of sugar, and I made a candy syrup. Okay. And, and I added that to the saison after fermentation and let it ferment out mm-hmm. and but i was real careful i didn't even add all i made i just add like half the jar because mm-hmm. i was really scared <laughs> and uh, and it turned out just to be really nice and really the guava took over awesome. it, it really took the front nice. and and so yeah that's uh that that was the first experience with the prickly pear that actually worked out but yeah, I don't know what I'll do with the rest because I can only make so much of that. <laughs> yeah. So for now, it's still frozen. <laughs> I don't That's know what really you cool. can make with it. I mean, you can make jelly. You know, there's all uh, kinds of crazy things. But yeah, I just yeah. Uh, tuna. Actually, what I'm I'm gonna eventually probably try to do is pawn it off on one of my homebrew friends. You know? <laughs> yeah. A lot well, of people are, are just, interested. Just, you in know it. why you should raffle it, yeah. at Borderlands. <laughs> Somebody will pick it up and yeah. say, hey. I'm going to yeah. give this away. They think they want it. <laughs> Make a competition. Like I thought just, I just, wanted Just it. like, you know, here's your secret ingredient. Yeah. You know, instead of funny. chopped, yeah. it'll be called brewed. <laughs> yeah. And see who makes the best, the best beer with, with some of your prickly pear And they actually, um, prickly pear mead is a thing. It's okay. out there. Is it? But I think the, the biggest problem with mine was is i'd never used prickly pear i wasn't familiar with it and i put way too much i i think had i yeah. put a lot less of it and put more honey more and honey. more water yeah and diluted it down i just literally i didn't even use water i just used pure oh, wow. okay. tuna chews and honey <laughs> and that's it <laughs> you know you know so, in theory sounds really good because it, it, that's what i thought it, it would go the same route yeah. you know you right have the pure ingredients right 
And that's what I try to, I try to keep it pure. That's when it comes, especially like if I'm making a wine or something, I, I don't like to use refined things. So that was exactly my thought was, yeah, well, this is pure juice. It's got to be good. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. So what would you say would be the most complicated brew you have ever brewed? (laughs) Um. That it was just like, holy, I just, I just want to give I up and I shouldn't have, have done it. Like, yeah. it's so complicated. Or... Well, you know, when it comes to process or, or recipe, mm-hmm. I would say, again, the Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. Okay. It took some, uh, quite a few tries to get it to where it's at now. And it was one of those styles that just kept eluding me. And, I, and it's my favorite style. Mm-hmm. I love Imperial Stouts. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. and the first few i made i just bombed at them and it was so frustrating because i really wanted to achieve you know the the great stout and um so you know i had to learn how to make that work so there that was difficult and then on another on a different spectrum i guess is when i was a a new brewer Mm -hmm. and still learning how to brew yeah you're still figuring out all the tricks and whatnot mm-hmm. and what to do, what taste. not to do. And, and so there was, there was some tricky ones there. Um, where really usually it's learning your equipment. There's mm-hmm. some kind of an equipment flaw mm-hmm. that that's, you know, giving you trouble. And, um, I remember one time in particular, I was brewing something and at this point, I don't even remember what it was, but my mash tun, if you're familiar with a mash tun, yes, is uh, just an ice chest, okay? Mm-hmm. And and I lauder through a little silver uh, stainless steel um, braid mm-hmm. type uh-huh. filter, and I I think what had happened was is I probably milled my grain a little too fine. Uh oh! And so it got it got true. stuck. It, I got a stuck sparge, Uh-oh. and it wouldn't drain. I could not oh. get it to drain. I I tried everything. <sighs> I cranked up my air compressor and shoved it through the nozzle and tried to, and all that did was just blow it all and make a mess. And, and I, you know, I, and I, you know, I tried stirring it. I tried everything I could do to get this thing to drain and it wouldn't drain. So I finally ended up having to, um, pick it up. I have what's called a BIAB bag, Mm -hmm. which is a big like mesh bag that, um, Mm -hmm. that some brewers will mash in. Uh huh. Um, as a filter and so i took that bag and i stuck it in one of my huge kettles and i had to lift this big old heavy <laughs> oh, ice Jesus. chest it and dump poured. it into that <laughs> and it's all hot and splashing oh, all man. over me okay and i brew oh, barefooted so it's like kidding oh, all over my my <laughs> so, so that that was that was a bad day yeah <laughs> but you know the funny thing is that beer turned out really good <laughs> Oh, but man. the brew day was horrible. You know what they say is just like with fishing, the worst brew day is better than any good day at work. So. <laughs> wow, that's a good story, though. Yeah. yeah. And I probably have a few others, but that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. I've had things fall into fermenters that shouldn't have, and... I didn't want to leave them, so I literally you had to filter oh, it wow. out. No, I plunged my arm in there, oh. <laughs> took it out. Oh. Said, "Okay, let's hope this beer doesn't end up infected." And oh, no, Jesus. it was fine. When we had a cockroach in ours. What? Oh, oh no, yeah, I've never but had that. It didn't that go problem, into but... the brew. It was it was in the buckets. 
and yeah. we had to disinfect that bucket. Okay, it was yeah. A big, yeah. Like flying cucaracha <laughs> outside, in and this it was place just. And we store <sighs> the, the buckets on, on the basement, so we had like. <laughs> no, this was here where was we lived here. in the yeah. So like we we had them on the garage. They were and, in the garage. Yeah, and then I, I was going to brew something, and I started bringing the buckets out. And Thank God it was before you poured the... Uh, yeah, well, I had to disinfect and clean, but uh, I just, like... I think I probably washed that specific bucket, like, seven times. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I can relate to that. I and have a story. And was still alive, so it was just... Like, oh, yeah, that's... Running after it and killing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuke it with bleach. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. I, I had a similar problem last year. It's actually probably a little worse. Um, somehow I managed to get a mouse in the back bedroom. Oh, oh wow. God. And, I mean, I store my grain back there and everything. Oh, that, that, that was a fat mouse then. Yeah, that's, and I found out because I would walk back there and there'd be grain on the floor. And I'm like, what? I know I, I'm a messy guy, but I don't remember getting grain all over the floor. Oh, whatever. And I just it sweep it up. It didn't occur to me that something was dropping grain on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally it did occur to me. And I thought, wait a minute. And and then I look at the grain bag and there's a hole in the side. And I was like, oh, oh man. I look behind the grain bag and there's the, there's the shit. Okay. So, and I mean, I'm kind of a freak about cleanliness and stuff as it is. So that, that just threw me over. I went on a rampage trying to catch the mouse. Did you find him? I did find him. I ended up, I tried to be nice about it and put out humane traps at first. And I was just going to set him free out in the desert somewhere. Well, you do have cats. Yeah, don't, no, my cat's 22 years old. She can't even see, much less catch a mouse. So, <laughs> But the um, the humane traps didn't work. And so I had to get the old school trap, and oh. and that worked right it away. snapped. Wow. Snapped right away. And problem solved. <laughs> but I literally had to like take everything out of that back room. All the grain and anything that could have been affected went in the trash. And all of my equipment, I literally wiped the whole room down with bleach. Wow! And and all my equipment, and I mean, it was it was very trying couple of days cleaning up. I totally that. see you in a hazmat suit. Oh no, I was like half naked. I didn't want, I didn't want to bleach my clothes. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, that that was that was traumatizing. So, but luckily that that's the only time I've ever had a mouse in the house, and I. Haven't had another one since. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, so. good. Yeah. Well, then maybe the twenty-two-year-old cat is doing her job. No, I guarantee she's not. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, she. No, she's not. She, I, I, I think if a dog was chasing her, she'd be dead. She's not oh, running after. Does she after drink any, any of your beer? Does she taste? No, I try to give it to her, but she always refuses it. <laughs> How do you keep a? a- 22-year-old cat. I want it. I want that you know, recipe. I, I want my cat I don't to live know. forever. Um, <laughs> it's a freak thing. I really don't know. She was a, she was fed really good food her whole life um, and only ate one type of food like her whole life. We didn't give her soft food. She only ate hard food yeah. and iams, and that's like all she ate. And we never gave her human food. And she was just one of those lucky cats that never had like health problems or you know, any sort of issues that came totally up. Totally chill. Yeah. yeah. I think the oldest cat living right now is 26, so we have a shot. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. I read about one living to 40 once. Can what? you imagine wow. that? Wow. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Joku's yeah. going to outlive me. Then. Yeah, right? Jesus. Yeah. She's not going to outlive you, even if she turns 40. Okay. You'll be like 80. 
<laughs> but yeah, she definitely gets around like an old lady now. So she's her her mouse catching days are over. When she was young, though, she was you know she'd bring birds to me and lizards and all sorts of things. But oh, that's nice. At yeah. least you get that. Mine well, brought was an me a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> she went to the patio one day. She went to the patio. She came in and just dropped it there. Like, oh, <laughs> thank it was you. a gift. It was. Yeah. I know it's a <laughs> gift. <laughs> and this one was ready to like yell. I'm like, don't yell at her. It's a <laughs> just say good kitty and good throw kitty. the cockroach away <laughs> thank you Yay. we so. have a few strays outside though they might be are those the strays outside yeah oh yeah. i thought they were yours no, well i guess they are but <laughs> or i'm theirs there's I'm like the... three of them out there yeah there's there's quite a few of them out there oh can we take one home if you can catch one please do <laughs> He's like, no. yes please please take one. <laughs> i hear you well, maybe. I mean, do you, do you have any any problems with rodents or cockroaches? No, but we never really did. And oh, to be okay. honest with you, um, I was going to say that the cats I think the only reason that. that we ran into the problem last year was because I had I got a sack of corn for the brewing, mm-hmm. and um, it it had a very pungent smell, mm. corn smell. I don't know how else to put mm-hmm. it, and I guess it was appealing attractive yeah it was attractive and of course since i have a evaporative cooling we cracked the windows in the summer mm-hmm. so the air can escape and what i hadn't realized is that one of the screens in the back room has a hole in it and Uh-oh. i'm almost certain that's where the mouse came in uh, after that mm-hmm. grain they smelled that grain all the way outside and said oh there's a a party in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a party in there. <laughs> you guys know why we have that many straight cats in el paso it's like something that i noticed since i move in like there is cats oh, everywhere. Don't... Yeah, there are a lot, and I don't yeah. know. Oh, I don't know. I thought you had the. Uh, I thought you were asking because you knew. No, no, I, I was asking. I thought. I thought. I think they're just like really efficient breeders, aren't they? Well, they're very efficient yeah. breeders. Just, I mean, that's an just, understatement. Yeah. They, they, um, they're like rabbits, literally. <laughs> and, but, but I, I, I would venture to say it's our climate here, because it's not real harsh in the winter. So they don't die through the winter. They don't well, yeah, die through the I mean, winter. You still see stray dogs and all that, so it's really hard to the the just, dog and cat well, population here. Is cats still are different. Like there's a stray cat controlled. population in UTEP. There's not a stray dog population, you know. I don't know. Like UTEP has cats. Like really? <laughs> it's a feature. Yeah, hmm. you can just be walking in class and oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. There's a cat. Wow. Like the, they say house, that there's like some yeah. relation with the esoteric energy type thing that cats just. Huh? are attracted to but i don't know i so just need more beer how about is, we do more beer before yeah. we we we, we ask the rest of the questions wisdom. Yes, we're gonna take a mini break and then go and get beer we're, we're gonna beer. yeah, well, yeah. Then we can just yeah pour some beer yeah, yeah. Let's do that. okay let's take two seconds we'll be right back and we're back all right this is gonna be like one cheers second. now we have beer let's cheers now we got beers beer. yay <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Right. You're welcome. Thank you, Mike. My pleasure. So Ooh. now I'm trying the black IPA. It's I got the pumpkin. You have the tar. Pumpkin tar. tar. Pumpkin yeah. tar. And I've got the mystical beast, the okay. Russian imperial stout. That's a 12%. It's good. It's <laughs> nice. It like... Oh, wow. I just like the way the flavor explodes. It kind of just like opens up like a flower. And it's like... <laughs> oh. this it's complex. Yeah. Tar. Yeah. And it changes as it warms, too. Okay. It, gets, it gets nice as it warms. And like I said, I this one... Wanna, this yeah, is yeah, Oswaldo's recipe. Um, the only thing is that the spice wow. character 
it's is mine. Mm-hmm. He spices his different than I do. Um, on, on mine, I, I I I add all kinds of stuff to this. Um, mm-hmm. When I bring it home, I add oak, mm-hmm. vanilla, cocoa nibs, pumpkin pie spice, mm. and that's it. Yeah. Well, right. When you and that's all mm-hmm. soaked in bourbon. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then dumped in. Right. Nice. Yeah. When you when you like do a you know and split your batches. Do you ever try them side to side? What do you mean by side to side? Well, like you get some of his beer and some of your beer. and Oh, we do it all the time. That's the whole purpose. I mean, aside from the obvious of Mm -hmm. just having fun brewing and drinking. (laughs) (laughs) We – the fun part is is comparing. That's Mm -hmm. really – that's what we love to do is bring them back together when they're done and compare. And, you know, sometimes – we we take it home and try to do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we take it home and do totally different things, and it's amazing how much subtle ingredients can totally change a beer, mm-hmm. you know, or like a yeast. Every now and then we'll we'll split it, and the only thing we do different is use a different yeast, mm-hmm. and it's just like night and day what wow. yeast will do. Yeah, that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you have the same base beer, the same yeah. ingredients, the same mash and all that. Yeah. And then you just like spice it different or right. use a different yeast. And, That's uh, basically what the um, the prickly pear guava saison uh-huh. was. It was it was like a project beer amongst a bunch of my homebrew friends. Uh, and actually that is the credit for the base beer goes to Albert on that. That was Ode okay. uh-huh. brewed um, their blonde and we all went down and filled up our fermenters with his wort, his blonde wort, and mm-hmm. and took it home. And everybody got free for all. Do whatever mm-hmm. you want with it. Mm-hmm. You want to add flavors. You want to use a crazy yeast. Do whatever the hell you want to do with it. And then we come back together and see what you came up with. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was really neat what people did. I mean, um, one guy used a Belgian yeast. I used the Saison and did the guava and the prickly pear another guy added banana to it and that was actually pretty good and and it was just all kinds of stuff that people did and and uh i think oswaldo um did a blueberry addition to his which was really good um yeah it's just it was and the funny thing is is when we all sat down and drank these beers side by side you literally could never guess that they came from the same wow. base beer. Wow. There was no way of knowing that, you know, they were so unique. Interesting. Yeah. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> the, the funny thing about brewing too is you could actually do that. Everybody take the wort home mm-hmm. and everybody use the exact same yeast and still everybody's beer is going to taste different because there's subtle variances that change like your fermentation temperature or yeast management, the amount of yeast that you added, things like that. Just subtle things can change the flavor of a beer. We we've done that too. And and even even mm-hmm. that, it's amazing how different the beers can be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Homebrew side by side one day. Yeah. <laughs> one day. Yeah. 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 Well that's kind of what we do at Big Brew. We all brew. Oh, that's true. I haven't gone to that. Yet. I mean it's not really side by side, but 
Yeah. <laughs> so is it, I mean, is, is there something that you really like? It really grinds your gears, like a pet peeve that you have, especially with homebrew, or like, oh, I wish these people didn't do that to it. Like, you know, I'm not too bad about the snobbery with homebrewing. Like some homebrewers are. Some of them are. I mean, very Assholes. extreme. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm 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 very open minded. Um, I was one of the people that was somebody's pet peeve. What? When I first started brewing, I did a lot of experimental crazy uh-huh. shit that most experienced brewers will say, don't, don't do that. Don't, exp- you, that's not going to work. Quit but experimenting. There's no other way of learning yeah, if you don't experiment. Well, that, the, the best way to learn is to screw up a few times. You know, uh-huh. that's really, it is the best way to learn. It's, it's the best way to learn what you can and what you cannot do. Right. But, um, and, and I, and, you know, so I did a lot of crazy stuff early on. Did mm-hmm. most of the time did not work out. Sometimes it did, but it did definitely teach me. It taught me the value of simple and less is more, you mm-hmm. know, and, and not to try to push the limit without a little more care or planning involved. Cause I did a lot of willy nilly experimenting <laughs> that just didn't work out. You know, uh-huh. I'd be making a batch of beer and yeah, you know what? Let's dump a box of cereal in it. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> let's, see what let's see what happens if I put some Captain Crunch. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, you, you learn, you know. But um, so I think probably, ironically, on the flip side of that question would be my pet peeve yeah. is people that are too judgmental of brewers and have too many pet peeves. Okay. <laughs> you know, Your you know, I, it's, it's my it's my hobby. It's my hobby. It's my money. It's I do my whatever beer. I want. I do whatever the hell. If it you know. sucks, then it's I've got nobody to blame but myself, and it, I'm stuck right. with it, or I dump it, whatever. You, you don't have to have any, you know. <laughs> Especially if you're being an asshole on some forum online, <laughs> and you live across the country, you're never gonna taste my beer anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> that's probably my biggest pet peeve. So now you yeah. know people. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't, don't be, be a snob. Don't be an asshole to yeah. my stuffers. Just drink and, the Captain and, you know, Crunch and, and I'm, just, eat the, I'm, just drink the Captain I'm very Crunch. cool with with brewers that, that are willing to lend, you know, respectable <laughs> criticisms like, yeah. and give good advice. But it's the ones that jump down your throat and rip your head off for mm-hmm. something that, that, that bothers me. What an idiot. You and as a matter that. of fact, yeah. I used to be... Uh, one of the administrators in a very big uh, brewing group yeah, on VK Facebook. Yeah, VK told me that today. Yeah, that you were one of the and, first. And I, I got, I got so sick and tired <laughs> of all the douchebags that I resigned my position. As a, it it <laughs> got to the point to where it was like babysitting kindergartners. <laughs> Are was, you serious? Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. And and you know, it was mostly you know a lot of times the problems were excuse my French, but it was dick swinging contests. <laughs> That's, you know. Yeah, mine is bigger than yours. Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, you know. Comment. Come on, guys. This is this is supposed to be fun. It's beer. It's not <laughs> nuclear science here. You know. So, wow. But after a while, it got to where all we were doing was administering a, a bunch of idiots as opposed to having a good time. Okay. And I finally right. said, you know what, I'm – this is no fun anymore. Yeah. I'm out, you know. So. Yeah, dude, come on. If, if Mike Stoffer wants to teabag his beer, <laughs> let him do it. That's okay? right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's just live and let live. And and that's the thing. I mean, I, I 
I don't care about like beer snobs and blah blah blah. But at the same time, you have from snob to snob. You know, you have yeah. the snob that you know enjoys their beer and they like how they like it. Right. And, you know, and then you have the ones that are. See, I in call your that face. a beer geek. Okay. Okay. Or a beer nerd. Mm-hmm. But a beer snob is a jerk. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, and that's that's another thing too in home brewing or craft beer communities. Mm-hmm. The the BMC bashing, you know, it's like I don't care if you want to drink Budweiser, go ahead. I'm not gonna put you down or judge you for drinking right. Budweiser, you know. And you just you see so much of that bashing <laughs> that goes on in those circles, and it gets old, you know. It does. Yeah. It's about enjoying it. Yeah. And if you want to put, like I said, whatever you want to put, yeah. Hey. You're the one that's drinking it. Yeah. It's not like they're coming and I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competition to see if, you know, or you, you teabag it correctly or <laughs> too much or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's the same with cocktails. I have the same issue I with was, cocktails. I was in Chicago and I was really looking to find some of this beer that off-color <laughs> brew. And it's a collaboration between them and Miller. And basically, Miller took all of their ingredients to a small batch uh, you know of color and they made their own beer using only the proportions and the ingredients wow interesting miller that's interesting really so, yeah and, oh yeah you told me about this. yeah it was uh released on the brewery yeah. only and i couldn't find any but i really wanted to try it yeah i'd I, be i'd be happy to. i went i mean every once in a while in the summertime yeah. i like to brew a simple clean pilsner something that you can just drink yeah. And if I want to chug it, I'm going to chug it. You know, there again, <laughs> don't don't chastise me because I'm not sipping it and savoring it. And, okay, here's, my, here's another question. This is like not on our questionnaire. Would you or how would I put it? What's your take on that vagina yeast beer? And Say what? I can appreciate <laughs> and respect. Somebody, like somebody made a beer, right? Yeah. Or a bread. Yeah, it was yeah, a they beer cultured, as well. They cultured vagina yeast and, <laughs> <laughs> and made and fermented a beer with it. Okay. And, and the geek yeah. in me can totally appreciate that, but I would never try it. <laughs> I would try it. I want to know what that tastes like. What does it taste I, like? I just uh, like I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm that's, that's I'm smart enough to know that it's totally safe, but it's still just a little too weird for my psyche. Just so you know where it's coming from. I mean, from. I had a hard time with the beard yeast yeah, beer. I knew about that one. So, oh, so. dude. I, have a, I know. <laughs> so you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do the beard, but you do the pussy. I, it's just, well. Depends on whose. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, if it. Depends if it, if was it like, were in front of my face, I'd probably try it. But I, I, obviously, I think so. if, if if the girl they they took the vagina yeast from was shaved, I would maybe consider it. <laughs> and she not, had to be and not too skank. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then the beard. I mean, I'm sorry, but it, I just no, <laughs> no. I was like, no. See, the thing about was the beard well, one like, is no. he was a brewer, so it was probably just the house yeast <laughs> from the brewery <laughs> the house that fell on him. Brewery, so it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't anything that they weren't already using. I don't know. I I don't know. If you if you put it in front of me and just say, hey, try this beer, and then I try it, and then, and then you tell me. And then me, like it. Yeah, and then and I like it, and they're like, oh, it was that vagina beer. Then I'll punch you. <laughs> and this I is might a, not. What if I do yeah, like it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Woman, I don't mind it. Shake her hand. <laughs> oh, you make great beer, honey. 
that's insane. <laughs> See, would you make? Would you drink a, a beer made with yeast from Alex's beard? I mean, yeah, I would. I would. I would. No, oh. it'd be very yeah. sour. <laughs> <laughs> It probably tastes like uh, leftover pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And God knows what else. If he went crazy that night. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What if the guy with the beard went down on a girl? Perfect. There you go. Best. Oh, that's the combination. (laughs) That's a combination. (laughs) Collaboration. <laughs> the sit on my face beer. Hey, hey, you heard it here first. Okay? <laughs> we claim ownership. Not that I ever gonna try it, but yeah. Any homebrewers out there? If you make that beer, go ahead and send it to us. Yes, we got a PO box. Volunteers as tribute. Yeah, oh, I'd probably smell it. <laughs> See I if I'll I I go for it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, obviously, it's not. I mean, depends on what they put in there. Well, I don't we think it would really taste or smell like pussy no, or beard. I mean, no, it's it wouldn't. And and like I said, the knowing what I know about how it works chemically, mm-hmm. it's nothing to do with the body, you know. And after it's cultured, it's it's its <laughs> own little unique organism at that point, you know. So yeah, it's. It's just like I said. It's the it's the it's, it's the funny. fact. It's the principle <laughs> that makes it hard. Oh man, there's uh, got to be a business in there somewhere. Oh, I'm I sure guess. they're trying. Yeah, I mean, huh? they also made this beer with yeast from outer space. Did they? No. Yeah, I think I heard about that. They, yeah. they fermented yeah. a beer. Are they? On n- space I or thought something. they. Got oh, no. yeah, they did do that. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. they ferment it in outer space? You can't I don't do know. that. I think it was that in whiskey. They aged I thought, it, I thought that there. somebody just like took a little wow. sample so, so from outer space. Like, and well, How I would think, they do that? Though? Yeah, because we don't know if there is life know. in outer space. So that, <laughs> I don't know. That would I mean, be considered life in outer space. So. Well, yeah. Let's make a beer out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the scientists would be freaking out if we found yeast in outer space. <laughs> <laughs> it is the UFO <laughs> yeast or something. I don't know. I heard something about it. It's out there. Somewhere. Just um, we're living through Believe. a time of changing all these things. Like you know, you have all the opportunities to take some whiskey out of space and uh, try to ferment something out of something that could be this. I guess you could just do anything. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing with our culture nowadays, specifically in America, yeah. is you always have to outdo the last guy, yeah. and we're always looking for the next. Oh, I'm, I'm sure somebody's thing. looking out uh, for know. like the the the. The crucifixion cross where Jesus laid, and they want to make a beer out of that. I'm sure something crazy. Yeah, so, there's no doubt. You never know. <laughs> so, somebody was telling me uh, a few days ago that maybe Americans are they're pushing this beer um, boundaries boundaries so far that might be the country with the most difficult and different beers right now. You know, even more than Germany or Belgium. That oh yeah, all these traditions. Yeah. They have, we have so many new. Oh, I I, I agree with that. Yeah, well, Americans so, are crazy. But that we, doesn't necessarily make us the the best the beer. best brewers, no. you know, compared to some of these ancient breweries in Germany or Belgium. 
you know. I think there's styles that are really so Americanized that, you know, they make perfect here. Yeah. And then you have the styles that are so either German or Belgium and they follow these traditions. Oh, uh, yeah. That, you yeah. Know, but uh, an IPA, you know, it's almost like an American beer. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I think. Yeah. I think I think American IPAs are probably nothing like their <laughs> forefather, the original IPA. I did probably nothing like it. Um, yeah, the, I really enjoy um, American pale ales. It's yeah, style, APA. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Balanced, so easy to drink, and it's its own. In the middle of a lot of roads, at least in my taste. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, we've got another question. Okay. So what is your motto? What words do you live life by? My motto. That's a good one. Um, I don't know that I have a motto that I go around spewing out, but um, just enjoy the moment is probably kind of my my attitude more than a motto, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, and I, and I'm, I, you know, I guess if I have to say when I was younger, I had a motto that I don't use anymore, but it still holds true is I used to always say do a hundred, meaning give everything a hundred percent. That was, I would say that a lot, especially when I was young, starting my business with my employees, mm. I'd always tell them, yeah. do a hundred, do a hundred, you know, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that always meant do the best you can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I guess, you know, um, I'm the type of person that I won't take on anything if I can't perfect it or at least try to perfect it and mm-hmm. do my best. If mm-hmm. I can't do my best, then I'm not even going to try. You know, so so that's probably as close as I get to a motto. That's interesting. Enjoy that's yourself. Don't half. Well, ass he does. Don't, don't half ass anything. Every yeah. every day, like he comes home, I'm assuming, <laughs> and has a beer with a cigar. Yeah. So to me, that's just like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, himself. hundred. <laughs> and then, if, and in the summertime, obviously, you keep your your grass very nice and trimmed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he does. He posts that he cut the grass every okay. like third day or something. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! Every dude, other that day, is, that is dedication every other day. right yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, I can't even keep my grass mode. Ah, you do it. Right now. <laughs> you guys are building a patio. I wasn't talking about that grass. <laughs> <laughs> Are you pouring a I'm special kidding. beer? Is, is it <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. No, I am not that type of person. We're, we're back in the seventies, guys. Bush so yeah, out. I'll take up. I'll take up a motto: don't half-ass anything. That's that's okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Did you have your beer today with your cigar? Or no, no, no. I my first beer was with you guys this Yay. evening. Yeah. Nice, special. Well, I'm curious about something. Okay. Do you ever get drunk? I do from time to time. What do you do when you get drunk? The same thing I do when I'm <laughs> just getting buzzed. Just, well, I don't know. I've never seen you. I just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very introverted these days as I've gotten older. So I do a bunch of sitting around and lounging around and okay. or goofing around the house. And I just, when I get drunk, I do that with a little more wobble. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he wobbles. A little bit of wobble. A little wobble. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I don't. I don't get drunk a lot. Um, uh-huh. And it's usually if I do, it, it's usually because the mood was just really good that day, mm-hmm. and the cigar was really good, and the beer was tasting phenomenal. And I just keep going and pulling the taps, you know. And the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm wobbling. What about when you were younger? Were you famous for getting drunk and doing something really drunkish? Yeah. Yeah, I did a couple stupid things when I was young. I um, that This is a story I, I don't typically tell too many people, but I'll share it. Um, when, when I was, uh, let's see, I was in ninth grade. And... Um, and there was a guy that lived across the street from the junior high that we were in. And everybody hung out there all the time, you know, and um, before and after school. Mm-hmm. And smoked weed, drank beer, did so. whatever kids do. And we had, um, we had three days of school left. And this particular day was a Friday. The last day of school was the following Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we all felt cheated. Okay. That the last day of school wasn't a Friday. We were like, "That's <laughs> not right." To make us come back Monday and Tuesday, the last day. You were should, just like, "This is bullshit." This is bullshit. <laughs> the last day should be a Friday. So uh-huh. we're partying today. We're not waiting till Tuesday. <laughs> so so we're hanging out at this dude's house across the street from the junior high, and um. And we were keeping it all pretty cool, you know, just the typical daily shenanigans that troubled kids like me got into. <laughs> and uh, and this guy walks in with a bottle of Jim Beam, oh. a half gallon of Jim Beam. Whoa! And and there's probably twelve of us, you know, ninth and graders. You're ninth grade? How old yeah. were you What's, then? I don't know. What's the and math on that? Like I don't know. Like thirteen, fourteen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and um and. The natural thing to do is start playing quarters, right? <laughs> and and the more natural thing to do is instead of using like a shot glass or something, we're using a coffee mug. Oh wow. shit! And they're they're <laughs> filling it like halfway, right? And and all we have to chase is ice water. <laughs> and and of course, I'm horrible at quarters. Okay. And 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 for whatever reason, everybody thought it would be a really cool idea to to make me drink. Whenever they made it, Jesus. So, so I don't know. I don't know how much I drink. I really don't. But, <laughs> but I was, I was lit. I was drunk, and so I'm walking to school. It's time to go to school now, and and I'm oh I'm like weaving through the street and on the sidewalk, and <laughs> and a buddy of mine who um, happened to be driving his mom's car, even though we were only thirteen. Oh. Um, <laughs> drives by me and he says mike you're too drunk to go to school man you you need to let me take you home oh my god and i said no dude i can't ditch anymore like going to school drunk was the better idea (laughs) (laughs) i mean when you're drunk nobody can get you out of that you're stubborn i was like no no i I gotta go i gotta go (laughs) and and so my first class is p.e oh no and oh my god and since we only have three days of school left at this point we've already done all of our you know different sports and curricular things we're gonna do so the coach is like all right just everybody dress up and have a free day you want to shoot hoops do whatever you want to do and i'm like coach i'm sick i can't dress up (laughs) 
he was already sick of me. I mean, I was I was like, you know, the Spicoli guy back then. So he was already used to me <laughs> causing some kind of trouble. And so so he's like, you know, he rolls his eyes like, here we go. So he says, okay, fine, Stoffer, sit down. And so we're in the gym and I sit down. And everybody's playing basketball around me. And I'm just like watching the ball bounce and go up and down. Oh and I'm starting God. to spin and I'm oh starting no. to see triple, oh you know. And it's becoming real apparent I'm going to get sick, okay? Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I need, to, I need to go tell the coach that I'm not feeling well and I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, you asked, you had to ask permission to? Yeah, but I, I, I mean, when you're drunk, I guess you think you have to ask permission, you know? <laughs> I, don't, nice. I don't know why I thought I needed to ask him. But, and since it was the end of the year, he had a little table in the gym and he's doing final grades in mm-hmm. his little grade book. And I, I walked up and approached his desk, and I went, hey, Coach. Yeah! Oh! <laughs> all over the desk, all over the little grade book. <laughs> coach jumped up fast enough that it didn't get him. But it, it trashed the grade book. So everybody probably got A's or F's or something. Well, you did them a favor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. And so he jumps up, and he starts screaming, go to the fucking office, god damn it. Da, 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 da. So... Okay, cool. I'll go to the office, and and it's oh, all God, over me. Like, oh, oh man! Dude. So I'm walking to the office, you know, and another coach sees me walking out on outside of the gym, and he's yelling at me, "Hey, hey, boy! Hey, boy!" And I'm, I finally turn around. And he's, "Where are you going?" And I turn around all the way, and he sees the vomit on my shirt. He says, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Come with me." And so he takes me to the oh, office, man. and. They plopped me in the nurse's oh, room and called my mom. And my mom came and picked me up. And, of course, she's devastated. She was single mom, raised uh-huh. me from a very young age. Single working mom. I was a latchkey kid. So, yeah. you know, so she leaves work, comes, picks me up. Real upset, crying, yelling at me. Oh. Basically scoops me up, throws me in the house. And... I still remember the last thing she did, because she had to go back to work, the last thing she did, she went to the liquor cabinet and scooped all the bottles into her arms and carried them out to her car and threw them in the trunk and drove back to work. <laughs> she was scared that you were She was scared. I was like, yeah, I'm going to drink more, Mom. That's, that sounds like a fun idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so and, and they ended up expelling me. Oh, I had man. two more days of school. Wow. So they expelled me, and uh, I, I'm not sure, but my mom may have called and pleaded with them to, to let me go. Finish and I still place. had finals to take, and, I, and, and of course, you know, I was in ninth grade. It was a junior high, but I was in high school, cause, okay. so I, I still needed my credits to, to go to 10th grade. So I think she pleaded with them, and, and so the deal was, okay— you can come back and take your finals, but you have to do it after school is finished. So I had to go back like two weeks later. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's harsh. I'm walking up, and, and there was a there was a real cool janitor that 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 worked there, and he was a biker. His name was JJ. Real cool, and you know he he would give us cigarettes and stuff. You know when <laughs> teachers weren't looking or whatever. Real cool guy. I'm walking up, and 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 I see JJ. And he says, hey, man, what are you doing here? You know, school school ended two weeks ago. I said, yeah, I got to 
come take some tests, man. I got in trouble. They kicked me out. Oh, man, what'd they kick you out for? I said, ah, I got drunk and, and puked in the gym. That was you? I had to clean that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> we could smell it through the whole school for two days after oh, that. Oh, oh, man. So, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, man. I know you're <laughs> So, yeah, that wasn't my proudest moment, but. Wow. But it is what it is. That's a good story. Yeah. I wish I had a story like that. <laughs> I don't know. And then I saw the coach in Walmart years later. And this is this is after I graduated high school. And I was already married to my ex-wife at the time. And uh, <laughs> I bumped into him in line at the cash register. And he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> Stoffer. And I said, yeah. Hello, sir. You're not you're not day drinking anymore, are you? Just, no, 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 sir. I'm not. That, that was back. In <laughs> when I was thirteen. <laughs> that was, that was, that was in my yeah. youth. Listen, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Man. Good times. Good, good story. That's good a good story. story. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I went and put yeah. myself a little bit more beer, and I'm trying the um, the mystical beast. Mystical beast. Okay. That's it's a good, good beast. It is good. <laughs> that one will warm you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is warm. Yeah. It's not that cold outside, so. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to get too warm. <laughs> Make it hot. <laughs> it is good, Mike. It Thank is you. really good. Beer. Thank you very much. It's really, really good. Wow. Yeah, very complex. Like, the flavor just opens up. And that one is oaked. I wanted to emulate a barrel-aged beer. Mm-hmm. So I soaked um, French oak cubes in bourbon and dumped that in the keg and then that ed- aged for probably three months before i ever wow. carbonated it yeah. wow are you picky about the bourbon that you use for not really i mean if i like to drink it i'll i'll use it I'll and use jim beam this Brings one back memories I, I actually it <laughs> might have been jim beam actually <laughs> although i didn't touch jim beam for a long time i don't blame you a long time i don't blame you. I, I really like I really like Jim Beam. It's such an easy. I, I like, like I like Jim Beam Rye. That's I don't really drink any of their others, but <laughs> the Rye is actually for a for a cheap. Oh, we've rye, tried that. It's That's pretty not good. bad. Not too yeah. shabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we? I mean, this is going to be in a week, right? Uh, on Monday. On Monday. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to have double wood before Monday? Um, I don't know. That's uh, it's uh, Jim Beam double wood. Double oak. Double oak. Double oak. It's uh, it's, it's not the rye. It's a bourbon. It's a bourbon. And uh, and we have it for a twelve days of whiskey, but I don't know when that's gonna come out. It's, what makes it's it soon. a double it's oak? It's coming soon. They they barrel age them like twice. Like they put in one oak and then they move it to. Is it? Is it new barrels and then used know. barrels? Okay, that makes sense. Oh, that's that's actually kind of smart. Something like it's that. really tasty. It yeah. is very good. So. You should probably like read about it before the party. Yeah. yeah. This has been. Do you have any more cool swag? Because like last time I got a. Oh yeah, we oh, got a lot of swag to... this time. When should I come in for some swag? Are you doing the twelve days? I'm on there. I'm on the first day. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to go and catch up. <laughs> I've been working, man. Up. I've been busy. So basically, well, you what can we just take a bar... little bit and just go, and it'll clear your mind mm-hmm. and. <laughs> during the year, we like collect yeah. whiskeys. So at this time of the year, during Christmas, yeah, we, we have a 12, 12 days day of whiskey. whiskey. It's like your advent calendar over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, uh, that's behind by a few days. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and and we we, we try to give a really good price in every whiskey that we put on. 
on the list and uh there is things that are really really good the yeah. mysterious helps out what was the bit. first one again puppy it was rip ben winkle tenure for seven dollars yeah so yeah we give it i mean that's not price. bad we give it a special prize like tonight yeah. we're featuring two japanese whiskeys and the suntory yeah the suntory the yamasaki and the hibiki and they're pricey and they're half price tonight wow mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're almost so break even on the We gotta files. go catch up. Catch up, catch up. Yeah. It, the idea is that people <laughs> get to try them. People have asked yeah. me, it's like, can I start now? I'm like, yeah, if you can catch <laughs> up. Yeah. You have to do all like, of them right now. No, people are like, oh, can I go on the last day? I'm like, I'm not gonna serve you 12 whiskeys in one night. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can I do half pours? <laughs> no. No. So. So on what occasion do you feel compelled to tell the truth now that you told us your story? Uh, you know, I'm a pretty honest guy. I, I, um, yeah. I tend to tell the truth a lot. Yeah. Uh, Is it hard for you to tell the truth, though? Because, you no. know, some people are like, oh, because I don't want to hurt them. And I guess it depends on the situation and the right. person, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I've, I've learned that it's better to get things out, you know, and, and not a... Uh, not bullshit or string people along or or whatever yeah so but yeah i'm I'm usually pretty forward if something needs to be said i say it and okay luckily i haven't found myself in that situation where i needed to hurt anybody's feelings or anything in a while so that's that's a good thing but yeah it's a question that we haven't been trying to figure out like okay when what occasion do you lie or when do you feel compelled to tell the truth and yeah because a lot of people white lie <clears throat> i don't like to lie so if if i feel like if I feel like there's something I can't tell somebody, I, I'll i try to dance around it mm-hmm. or avoid it or or not say it as much as I can. But not outright lie. Yeah. Mm. Unless they, like, provoke me to tell them something, I just won't say anything, you Uh-oh. know? <laughs> but if, if they ask blatantly, then I won't lie. Okay. Unless, I mean, I guess... Depending on what it is, I, I've never been put in a situation where I felt like I just absolutely had to, you mm-hmm. know, like some crazy thing. But mm. and I'm, you know, I I keep to myself a lot, so I don't find myself <laughs> needing to lie to too many <laughs> Maybe I'm when I was younger, many. you could have asked me this question and would have gotten a very different answer. But yeah, what I, would I, your ninth grade self say about, about this question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have totally lied to your face in ninth grade. <laughs> if I thought I could get away with it. Because you were just sick. Well, not just that day, but any day. Yeah. I mean, that was just, you know, my attitude in ninth grade. I was I was literally like Spicoli, heavy metal guy with long hair and didn't, you had long didn't hair? care about authority. Oh, yeah. I had hair longer than yours when I was that oh age. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I played in a band. And nice. I'll have to show you some pictures. There's There's pictures on my Facebook. Is it? Yeah. I'm gonna have to look through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, I was a lot. I was a lot different when I was younger. I think, uh, you know, when I when I got married and had my daughter, it changed me a lot. And yeah, then, you have to be a responsible man. And then when man. I when I, you know, after we got divorced and my daughter came to live with me, mm-hmm. I, um, I basically got custody of her at a very young age. She was like, I think six mm-hmm. that that really changed me mm-hmm. you know i had to put the toys on the shelf and <laughs> and 
be responsible, you yeah. know, and, and raise her right. So compared to who I was when I was in ninth grade to who I am now, it's like a little flip, you know, <laughs> yeah. night and day. But That's really cool. Good, I know people Good. that I knew back then that are no different. <laughs> they're, they're still they're just still as, the same, even yeah. if they have kids or whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're still stuck in ninth grade. <laughs> wow, in a way that sucks, you know. No, it does because none of them are stuck there in a good way. You know, yeah. it's one thing to be young at heart, but you know these that these these people are immature. They're not yeah, young like, at heart. Yeah. Life, yeah. life is evolution. You know, you have right. to change. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going the old fogey route real easy. It just kind of <laughs> seems to be the path that I'm straying towards. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sneak away and try some of the Saison. Okay. <laughs> Go, Go try it. some, and I'll ask the, I think this is the last question. The final question. What would you do with a million dollars? Tax-free. 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 Okay. Right here. The very first thing, I've been asked this before, and I've thought about this a lot. Oh. The first thing is pay taxes that I already owe. <laughs> and the, 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 okay, so, the so debt, pay back taxes. The, the back taxes, yes. that's like that's like the, uh, the that's biggest burden over my, and my that, shoulders. Would that take life. a lot of that? that... No, no, it oh, wouldn't. Okay. It wouldn't, would it wouldn't dent chunk. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a okay. piece of mine. You know? Yeah, of course. And then, and, then, and then, honestly, after that, you know, a million dollars doesn't go as far these days as it did. <laughs> I know, you know, and sometimes we said, like, well, that's kind of more like chump change. So. But it would still, you know, still be a sufficient helps, amount. Yeah. And, and I would do the obvious thing that probably many people say is I would pay my bills. I would pay my closest loved ones' bills. And, and, you know, maybe buy a house for the daughter or, you know, uh, oh, that's really nice of you, man. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would put everybody that's in my closest circle in a more secure place in life and maybe stick aside a little bit for myself for retirement just so I can survive myself and, yeah. And and leave it at that. Will you use a little bit to upgrade your equipment? Probably yeah. not. Nice piece. No, of pro- I, I I mean I don't know. You know, I, I say no, but if if um, if I spent it on other things and there was no money left for that, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Anything. No, that's, no, that's but pretty cool. I don't it, think up, upgrade that to ten million, and I'll <laughs> you know, I'll have a bunch of stainless steel out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. pretty cool. Well, I don't think everybody will buy a house for their kids. You know, it's some people just let them be themselves. Depends well, on that's the kid. True. I think yeah. your, your girl has been a, a good yeah. Girl. We're we're real close, and yeah. and my family is really small, so there's a tight bond. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, realistically, my immediate family is my daughter and my mom, and that's yeah. it. You know. Um, so it's not like helping family would be this huge expense, you know. Um, yeah. And you say your mom painted pretty much all that. Yeah, I, I stuff think every because there's like a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Them. and they're really good. Yeah, and they, yeah, it's yeah. like every painting like, in the house. I want to. I think there's sell them. one painting in the hallway that she didn't do, and, but everything else in the house she's done. Wow. And the majority of what she does is a rendition of something else, you know. Yeah. Um, so she still she still. Paints? Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, everybody in the painting. family um, or her closest friends get paintings for birthdays or Christmas. That's very 
nice. You know, um, she's good. She is good. She's really good, and she's very modest. She she doesn't think she's good, and everybody keeps telling her you you need to start selling your work. She won't do it. She, she has she ever displayed her stuff in a gallery? No, no, she she wouldn't do that. She's, I, like, she's very humble. About yeah, it. and the minute it becomes anything other than just a casual hobby, mm. it's no she's fun to her it. anymore. It's work. And she wants nothing to do with now, it. Now, does she live here with you or she lives somewhere else? No, she lives literally around my block. Oh. Like you could walk to so her house, walk around like the block. So she's like your back neighbor, sort of? Well, almost. not, yeah, she's on that end of this block, but okay. around, yeah. So like 12 houses away, let's oh, put it that nice. way. that's nice. That's convenient. You know, yeah. I in, get a, in, in a way, Mike, you're, you're similar. I don't know, like you like to do your home brewing and all that, but will you sell your beer? Like, if you were in that position? I don't know. You know, um, like, myself and Oswaldo, we've talked about opening a brewery mm-hmm. um, pretty seriously on a number of occasions. And um, I think the, the, you know, the immediate reaction is, yeah, let's, let's, let's open a brewery. Uh-huh. But when I really sit down and analyze it and think about it, yeah, I don't know if I would want to. I uh, think I think that's work. probably coming from your mom because if yeah, she's in but, yeah, like she yeah. paints beautiful paints right. and all that, and the moment that you move it into having, I literally tell everybody too that when you know, when they ask me about how I feel about brewing, it's literally my Zen time. Mm. You know, yeah, so it's more like a hobby that, it, and and it's it's where I go to escape reality, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and but then again, I mean, how awful would it be doing something you love for a living? Maybe reality wouldn't need to be escaped from so often. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I question myself on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, given the opportunity, I don't know how I would react, but I I might say, yeah, let's go for it. You know. But if I analyze it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's a a hard business to be in, just like, you know, your business or the restaurant business of very long hours and, and, you know, you wear all the hats, you're the janitor, you're the everything, you know, so. Small business, tough business, man. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, so I don't know, me being a business owner, as long as I have been, the idea of starting over and having to be that ambitious guy that puts in the 14 hour days to make it work that doesn't appeal to me anymore when i was younger i would have felt mm-hmm. differently but now it's like yeah i don't know about that you yeah. know so i don't know do um, you have a shop or do you just no um basically um we don't do a lot of shop fabrication type okay. stuff uh and if i do which is rare it has to happen out in the driveway you know okay. yeah. we set up in the driveway and, and do our thing but in a in a perfect situation, I would have a shop. I'd like to have a shop, but it's just uh, I don't have the the need for one so much for work to right. justify the overhead that it would create. Um, mm-hmm. And if it were for hobby purposes, I'd love to have a shop. But again, you know, if I had the space here, I'd probably have one just mm-hmm. to have one, just mm-hmm. because I'd like to tinker in one, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't for work. But I just, I really don't have the space here. That's one thing about this house. I love the house, but the, you know, single garage is too small. The backyard isn't really big enough to build like a big building or anything. Yeah. So, so I'm restricted by that, but cool. That's a nice little house. Yeah. I, I love it. And another houses. thing on the, on the 
million dollar question. Yeah. And again, I'm going to raise that mm-hmm. over a million. Let's just mm-hmm. let's even let's even just say know. three you million. Okay. Three let's yeah. just say three million. All right. Three just million. because then I can get all those little, you know, favors out of the way. Get the million. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then and then have some money left over for me. One thing I would probably do is buy like the house next door to me, mm-hmm. which is a corner house. Mm-hmm. Knock down the wall between us. Join the two homes. Put a driveway going on. There's a side street. Put a driveway going there that comes okay. into the back so I yeah. can park inside oh, in nice. a gated area. That's nice. And like at least half of that house would be my brewery. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Yeah. That would be the ultimate. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> if he had three million. Three million. Nice. At least three million. So, I don't think a million would get me there. We'll but probably have to start asking, like, what would you do with three with million stoffers dollars? With stuffers money. <laughs> with three million money. dollars. <laughs> nice, Mike. Yeah. I, I oh, God, don't give him ideas because he wants to do so many things, too. Like, oh my, every now and then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to bring a bobcat in here. I'm like, how the oh, fuck what? are we going to get a bobcat in the house, in the backyard? You knock a wall down well, yeah. and rebuild it. There's not enough space. Just, he's like, oh, that, but yeah. they're really small. I'm like, no. Just take the freaking... You get a crane to put the bobcat yeah. in oh, the backyard. If you have a crane, I'll put something bigger. I, I, I'm the only great. reason why I would get a crane is to put the, the containers in the back and have a little but office the like or something our, oh, back there. You know, yeah. It's but too steep. No, so and he's to... always, he always gives me this, like, oh, can you get me Bobcat? <laughs> I love Bobcat. So or I'm a combo. That was the worst. I, I, I guess I, I can, I, I can, I can. I wanted a combo. You know, it's, it's, you, it's you that, that yeah. pool and you can drag and, <laughs> yeah, and you can no, drive it around. It goes up to 50 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the bar. Oh, you can see day. him parking it's at the Black Orchid. It's like, there's gold, that's one. Going on Mesa Street, blocking the road. I've actually seen a couple of houses in Northeast that have done the mm-hmm. the joining of two houses thing. Really? Oh, that's really cool. There's one on McCombs that... Dave, it's been like that for probably 20 years. And then there's another one a few blocks away that they've just been doing it for like the last two years. They've been working on it little by little. Nice. And theirs is, it's huge because the two houses were already fairly large. And then connecting the two, I mean, I was thinking, God, what a nightmare. How's for, the house market? Are they expensive the, right now? Or Yeah, um, I, I don't think in this neighborhood so much. Um, okay. I don't know what the circumstances are for these people, obviously, but maybe they have a big family or, you know, I don't know. Maybe they win the lottery. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they have dollars. the three million. They might have the three million. <laughs> but, but the, you know, part of me is like, God, I can't even clean this house. What am I going to do with <laughs> twice as much? You know? Well, you but then again, clean. if you can afford, you know. That house, you can get a maid. You can yeah. get a maid. Yeah. yeah so. Well, but that's the thing, like. Last house that we were living at, Michelle and I, we got a big house. Yeah. Because and we could afford it. We're like, oh, look, big house. Yeah. But then you have like all this extra work. Yeah. And you don't have enough stuff to fill it up. Right. It's like, hey, it's Michelle. Yeah. I it's like, now I need cat. to buy Now I got to go out and buy stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. we didn't want to. And, and yeah. it takes forever to clean. Yeah. You have like two empty rooms. Yeah. And with the bar, I didn't really have time. And really, and I, I, my problem is I do, I have too much stuff <laughs> for the size of this house. So. I could use more space, but not necessarily double the house, 
really all I need is more storage. I could use bigger closets and I could How use a bigger garage. How many boxes? I mean, where do you put all your Christmas? You do have a lot of Christmas stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I got a ton. It it's not even all out this year. I didn't even really? put it all out. Yeah. I, I held back this year. Um, <laughs> because you do have a lot of I have of a little Christmas side stuff. storage room outside that mm-hmm. you access from outside that's attached to the house. and That's cool. It's probably, it's it's not real big. It's probably maybe five by eight. Mm-hmm. And it is literally packed side to side to the ceiling with Christmas and Halloween. Boxes. Whoa! And I have a that that closet there in the hallway is packed with Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Christmas box or two in some of the bedroom closets. I'm sure, like if you host the parties here, the the Christmas parties are going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can feel the yeah the, the Christmas spirit. It, it's <laughs> it's can feel it. it is a warm, inviting house. It is, and I've always liked that about it. It is, yeah, I like it. Well, Very nice. I wish I could describe it. But I will put some pictures up. A lot of these decorations, too. Yeah. I mean, they they're some of them were my mom's, and I just she gave them to me. So some of them are you know from my childhood. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and then some of them are from my daughter's youth. Things that her and I bought together when mm-hmm. she was little that we still yeah. have. So they're still old, 15, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, very, very little of what I have is, is new. Wow. But, oh, I haven't. Oh my God. That's a lot of glasses. Yeah. I got, yeah, I just I got a few glasses. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got shot glasses from all over the world. Is that Dubai, really Singapore, well? Thailand, you name so, it. People send them to you or you just... I used to have buddies. Uh, I had a friend in the Navy and everywhere oh. he got stationed or, or traveled to on the That's carrier, cool. he, he would he would buy me a shot glass or two. Nice. Yeah. And then other friends, when they went on vacation, they'd get me a shot glass. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then, and then I, I, there's a Goodwill store here that I'll go to <laughs> from time to time. And I actually get a lot of nice glassware there. Uh-huh. Um, and specifically about, I want to say two almost three years ago, maybe the German air force was pulling out of El Paso after having been here. Mm -hmm. And when they did that, all kinds of German glassware showed up at the Goodwill. (laughs) And I mean, real uh, authentic imported. I have German shot glasses and German, you know, glasses and whatnot. And so that was a, that was a good score, but I I have a problem, but I've stopped because I literally (laughs) have nowhere else to put it. I'm just you raising know. my hand because I do have the same problem. I love <laughs> glassware. Yeah. I like if you can get me the beer in the right glass, yes. then I can keep the glass. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. he has a wife that does spring cleaning and winter cleaning. <laughs> but she loves glassware too. Okay. So that, yeah, then like, but then I'll be like, okay, why do we have... which one are you most attached to? <laughs> okay, we can let this go. Yeah. She's good at it's that. It's not like we use it every day. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten to where I, I won't take on anymore. It's got to be. It's got to be something special for me to consider yeah. bringing it home, you know. Yeah. But see, yeah. <laughs> well, so I think that was. I guess the last we're, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. We're okay. gonna finish her beer. All right. Very delicious beer. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Yeah. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm sure this has been a fun episode for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fun for me. Well, you gotta send it to I your told daughter. My, I told my drunken story. So. <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. If you uh, want to have us on over, want to on the episode, let us know. You can email us at inside the drinker studio at gmail.com or contact us on Facebook. Um, we want more homebrewers. This was great. This was awesome. 
Yeah, and in January we have a trip planned, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if, if Ralph can go. I'll ask my, my manager. You or, said you had days. Oh, I have days. They're just not letting us do it for like the first quarter. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that's a huge transition we're going oh, through. We'll so. see if we can do a weekend. Fly on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so I can do that. Yeah. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Let's talk about it. Off air. All right. Thank you, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. That's why I'm drinking, drinking, drinking. I'm gonna drink all day. I'm coming home for Christmas and my family's insane. Just gotta make it through the day.